Did the Great Tribulation already begin? And Jen Psaki comes out as anti-Christian. And are groups behind pro-Hamas protests funded by George Soros? All this and more today on The End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. As you'll likely be able to tell today, Doug and I are dealing with some sinus pressure. So as the seasons change here in Texas, it's just par for the course, really. We realize everyone watching or listening has a remedy that will clear this up in a few hours. So give us your sinus pressure relief remedy in the comments. We'd love to read what it is. I'm sure, Doug, everybody has grandma's old ways of dealing with things, and usually sure. people aren't um, withholding of that information. So put it in the comments. Sure. We'd love to read that. In the meantime, one thing that seems to be helping, though, uh, we're not doctors. It's fresh, hot cups of first cup coffee. First cup coffee, they're not woke, and they aren't going to lobby to come out in support of any terrorist organizations. They're a Christian-owned Patriot Coffee Company out of the great state of Texas. They have 11 different roasts and each one named after a specific piece of American history. You can go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll actually give you another 10% off. So go to firstcup.com, be sure to use code ENDTIME to get 10% off today. All right, Doug, are we in the Great Tribulation? Well, you know, Vince, with everything that's going on in the world, it, it seems like it. I'm telling you, there's been a lot of people ask those questions. A lot of people asking questions about Ezekiel 38 and 39 as well. But, uh, you know, we're, it looks like we could be uh, in a situation where there's some tribulation happening. But is it the great tribulation that the Bible talks about? No, I don't believe it is. I do believe, however, that we are in Matthew 24. And uh, I believe that we are seeing some of that come to pass. Remember, we've talked about the wars of war, wars and rumors of wars. We've talked about earthquakes. We've talked about famines and pestilence because we've been through a lot of that already. Well, now it really does feel like we're at verse 9 of Matthew 24 where it says, Then there shall, uh, they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and shall, you shall be hated by all nations because of my namesake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because of the iniquity that shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endureth until the end, the same shall be saved. That's where it feels like we are right now, especially with some of the headlines that we're talking about today, Vince. Um, it, it just seems like... Uh, one of the things that is happening is we're seeing a lot of anti-Semitism around the world, uh, even from Christian believers. You know, mm -hmm. people are, are sending me um, emails and texts about these Christian uh, speakers who are saying that, you know, the Jews in Israel aren't the real Jews, that this is a Zionist movement and these people were put there by the Rockefellers and all this stuff. And, and so anyway. I want to uh, know what those people did this weekend when the... Um the group in, in Chicago, hmm. the Black Jews, I think is the group name. Yeah. They started fighting with the pro-Hamas group. I just am curious what the people <laughs> think about that particular <laughs> yeah, situation. Yeah, that's interesting, and, and it's strange because you see things like that happening everywhere. But 
you know, it's we're at this point in time where we're seeing now Christianity, you know, we, we've been watching that movement anyway because we've heard President Biden say that Christian fundamentalists are, you know, a danger to our democracy. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that the Obama administration put CIA spies out there to spy on different organizations within the Catholic Church and, and other religious organizations. We even know from a friend of ours that we are on a couple of those lists because of end time ministries and because of what we talk about. So um, we live in some very uh, exciting, but also some times that I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would see America go through right now. And Irvin was actually even blacklisted from the United Nations, Doug. I don't know if uh, me, you, or Dave have made that list yet, but nonetheless, I know We're Irvin probably was. probably guilty by association. <laughs> no doubt. Um, so if Matthew 24 is where we're at, mm -hmm. isn't that where we point to and say this is where we see the Great Tribulation beginning? Yeah, and, and of course, you know, we talked about this even um, before on other programs, but we talked about it today too in our production meeting when we were talking about this. There are certain things that we have to see happen before we get to that Great Tribulation period. So we know that um, there's going to have to be a seven-year agreement in Israel. There's going to have to be a peace agreement because of Daniel 9.27 tells us that there's going to be uh, this one seven that uh, the Antichrist is going to rise up and he's going to make peace with many. So we still see people talking about that. We talked about it last Thursday with a couple of articles we had talking about Biden, talking about um, Emmanuel Macron saying that, you know, they both support a two-state solution. Uh, there in Israel and they believe that many people need to be involved with the peace process after this war is over and they talk about what is to come after that. And so we know we have to have that peace agreement. We know that there will be a temple standing uh, on the Temple Mount. So that means there's a sharing arrangement there for the uh, Temple Mount. We know there'll be a Palestinian state because of uh, Matthew 24, 15 tells us that when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, let those who be in Judea flee. We understand Judea will be that state that's given to the Palestinian people. Uh, so there will be a sharing uh, of the land of Israel as well, not just the sharing of the Temple Mount. And then the Antichrist will have to be revealed before that starts because Matthew 24, 15 tells us that when we see that revealing, Paul talks about it in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3, and 4. He tells you that, um, that the Antichrist will stand in the temple and proclaim himself to be God and to be worshipped as God. That's the abomination of desolation. So that revealing of the Antichrist will happen. And then Jesus says, when you see that, let those who be in Judea flee, for then there will be great tribulation such as never was before nor ever will be again. So we know there are certain things that we must see before we get there. But I do believe that we're in that time, Vince, where we're watching the world get angrier and angrier. Now, Doug, um, basically any other prophecy show that you're going to go to, they're going to tell everybody out there that before that happens, the rapture must occur. Mm -hmm. How do we combat that since we're one of the only ones saying that that's not going to be next? Well, yeah, I mean, one of the most famous verses is found in the same chapter that we're talking about 
where Jesus tells us that there's going to be this great tribulation. But then in Matthew 24, 29, he says immediately after the tribulation of those days. And he tells us the same event that we see in Revelation chapter 6, the sun's dark and the moon doesn't give its light, the stars fall from the sky. He says at that point, he shall send his angels to gather his elect. Well, in Revelation 6, it tells us of the wrath of God and at His second coming. But in Matthew 24, 29 through 31, we see that His second coming is also the time that we're gathered together unto Him. Uh, once again, Paul talks about that gathering in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. He talks about the coming of the Lord Jesus and our being gathered unto Him. And then he says that won't happen until we see this, uh, this abomination of desolation, basically. So it all lines up with what Jesus said. So when this happens, Jews are going to be attacked. Christians will be attacked. Yeah. That seems, that seems like it should have been impossible for so many years. Mm -hmm. But even now, even a former press secretary from the White House is coming out. I mean, if she's not coming out as anti-Christian, I don't know what better opportunity she has. We've got a clip from Jen Psaki. Uh, we're ready to go to that now? Yes, yeah, she's talking about our Speaker of the House who was just voted in last week because of his stance on Christianity and his views on God. Let's take a look. So let's take a few minutes to talk about this new speaker. First glance, Mike Johnson does seem fine, fine-ish. Conservative, yes, but he once started a civility caucus with a Democrat. And I mean, if nothing else, he wears a suit and has glasses. How threatening can this guy actually be? Well, he gave us all a little clue as to how he would govern in an interview this week. I am a Bible-believing Christian. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, that's my worldview. You heard that right. The Bible doesn't just inform his worldview, it is his worldview. In fact, during his first speech in his new job, Johnson suggested that his election as speaker was an act of God. Talk about a bit of a humble brag there. So what exactly has God apparently called on Mike Johnson to do? Well, his views on policy are essentially what you'd expect from a religious fundamentalist. They're more divisive than they are divine. <laughs> More divisive than they are divine. What's wrong with the Bible forming his worldview? Why is she so mad about that? Well, you know, because it goes against a lot of the things that the left are for. I mean, it goes against killing babies. It goes against homosexual lifestyles, uh, just to name a couple. I was just telling somebody today that how homosexuality was illegal in every state up until Biden uh, became president. Mm. They were surprised to hear that. Yeah. Because it seems like... Uh, it seems like that that has been the case for so long. So yeah, everything is is gearing up, Doug. It really is, and and now they're drawing the dividing line. You know, they've tried to divide divide this country in a lot of ways over the past few years, and now it seems like they're going to use the Bible to do it. And and that lines up actually with Scripture, because Jesus says you're going to be hated by many because of my name. Well, it's not just because of the name of God, but it's because of His Word. And, you know, we're supposed to build on that word. We're supposed to have a firm foundation on that word. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to give you an update about what's happening here in Israel momentarily. Uh, there are supply, supply chain issues that could arise amidst this current crisis that we're seeing in Israel. If Iran gets involved, if China gets involved, um, it's very possible that food supplies and other supplies like that could diminish 
you need to go to readypantry.com slash endtime to get an affordable three-month emergency supply of food. They offer amazing 25-year shelf-stable food. It includes meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, not to mention the peace of mind you get knowing you have an emergency supply of food uh, ready for anything from power outages to war. You won't have to fight those crowds at Costco like some of us have to do. Ready Pantry is an American-based company with all products sourced here in America, and they're offering discounts of up to 20% for 3 to 12 months supplies. So go to readypantry.com slash endtime and use code endtime and save an additional 10% off your order today, plus you're going to get free shipping. So go to readypantry.com slash endtime. Doug, there are people coming out all over the world that are opposed to Jews, mm-hmm. opposed to what Israel is doing right now. Now, you and I have talked candidly here. We don't like to see anybody die. Right. Uh, we are praying for everyone involved. We hope that there is peace in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. We're praying for these things, but the reality of the situation is, is they're at war. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu came out today and compared uh, their reaction to the reaction of the United States after 9-11. Um, they are responding and we're praying for everyone involved, Doug. But there are so many people coming out that are expressing, I guess I would say, extreme hate yeah. towards Jewish people in general. And so we see this ramping up. I know we're going to get to a lot of different stuff, but uh, the Russia things come to mind. The pro-Hamas stuff that George Soros is apparently funding comes to mind. And right. I know we want to cover a number of those items. Yeah. And, you know, Vince, I mean, the thing about it is when we see this kind of anti-Semitism rising up, we've known this was going to come, too. I mean, you know, it's one of the things that, uh, you know, spawned the, uh, you know, warned the the Jews uh, because of the fact that Brother Baxter saw, uh, you know, back when he made another Holocaust coming up, that he, he knew that there was going to be another Holocaust that was going to rise up. And the way we knew that is because of the scriptures, because of the Word of God. And so that gave us this insight to know that there needed to come a time when we needed to warn those Jewish people and let them know. Well, we're quickly getting to that point. I mean, the world can see it now, and you're watching a dividing line there. It's anybody who, uh, you know, is, is for Israel right now is almost as as well as the media wants you to believe is almost in the minority and not the majority the way you know it has been for so long so what's the story about um george soros because he seems to fund everything bad well you know i mean what what have we seen in the past with with the um you know the protest and the violence and the things that were going on we find out that he was kind of behind some of that Uh, but now we find out that he's helping to pay for these pro Hamas protests and he's paying a lot of money out of pocket for this and he's been doing this for quite some time it's almost as if Soros is one of the the lead supporters of the chaos to happen here within the United States but I don't think it's just the United States, Vince. I think because we've seen these protests happen in Paris, we've seen them happen in London, we've seen them happen in other places in the world, it's uh, almost as if that's what they're trying to do is put the whole world in chaos. And it seems like Soros, his name always comes up. Is, is this all like conspiracy theory or is there any legitimacy to behind, behind any of this? 
Uh, no, this is definitely not conspiracy theory because, I mean, for one thing, it's, it's in more than just one publishing where they're talking about it. This has been found that he's funneled $15 million over the past seven years. So this is not something that he just started doing. This is something he's been doing for a long time to Hamas groups uh, behind the terrorizing or terror sympathizing protest uh, that followed October 7th attack in Israel. So this comes from Breitbart is where we get this particular article. Uh, but he's been doing this for quite some time, Vince. And uh, even the New York Post, it says that they uh, reviewed the foundation's <coughs> records and found what they revealed that he's paid 13.7 million through the Tides Center, which is a deep pocket left advocacy group that sponsors several nonprofits uh, who justify Hamas and their bloody attack on Israel. And that came from the New York Post, which is, it's not really a right-leaning paper, so, you know. Typically be pro-George Soros. Yeah, yeah, typically for sure. And since he controls a lot of the media, it's odd that it would be there, but there it is. Now, what are some other things that George Soros is back? Because I know he is in with, I mean, what, what are some of the names that come to mind? Klaus Schwab? Yeah. Joe Cla Biden? Yeah, most definitely. He's involved very much with, um, he's also funded, you know, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They found out that he's funded those groups as well. And, but yes, he's very much within the WEF, uh, World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab. Uh, and so his name, comes up quite a bit, but he also, uh, this article goes on to say that he even helped back some of the insurrectionists that occupied our U.S. Capitol on October 18th. Remember just a few days ago, of course, the media isn't covering that insurrection uh, because they're worried about January 6th, but he helped fund that protest that happened there at our Capitol. And course nothing's happened to him. Is but. George Soros the Antichrist? <laughs> you know, I, it's, not, uh, it's not odd that you ask that question. Uh, you know, if he's, he's definitely working within the spirit of the Antichrist. You know, he is a, he is a Jewish survivor of the Holocaust. And so it, it, he should have the exact opposite view for what's going on in Israel, but he doesn't. And I, you know, I wish I knew enough about him to where I could tell you that some of the rumors I've heard about him is true, <laughs> but I, I have heard, and I don't, like I said, I don't know that I can back this up with fact, but I've heard that he even turned some Jewish people in during the Holocaust, so. Interesting. Yeah. Well, George Soros is very much in favor of the world government agenda, as you would imagine. He is one of the ones that want you to have digital currencies so much and digital IDs. He wants every population to be able to be tracked. Uh, he wants the government to be able to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or to be able to freeze or seize part or all of your money. That's the type of agenda that George Soros and company are pushing. They want to enable the government to take more control over people like me and you. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset, of an attack shelter retirement account 
Go to birchgold.com slash in time to get your free info kit on gold. If you have an IRA or a 401k from a previous employer, just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash in time and claim your free info kit on gold because if digital currency becomes a reality for everyone and it's going to be a reality for a lot of people, you'll wish you had some gold to fall back on. We are taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call. George, um, Doug, George, I don't know where <laughs> that's coming from. Um, I need those grandma remedies quickly in the comments. <laughs> Let me know. You know, yeah. uh, we're a little weird in my house. You know, we're, we're the type, I don't know if I should say this. I don't know if I've ever said this on the show. Hmm. We had all our babies at home. You know, we didn't want to go where those sick people congregate. And right. my wife didn't want to wear a gown that somebody died in a few hours earlier. Okay. Um, so we're weirdos like that. You know, like there has been a time, I must confess, where my wife put onions in my socks and had me wear onions in my socks during uh, the night. All right. We do weird stuff, Doug. Yeah, home so remedy stuff. I've probably heard about all the things you would say in the comments. Yeah. But if there's just something out there that maybe my grandma didn't talk about, maybe you could share it with me. I, yeah, somebody needs to share something with you because some of the <laughs> stuff I see this guy <laughs> conjure up in the break room, it's, I, would you know, not, I, I wouldn't drink it. I have then, a homemade you know. juice that I call <laughs> Ain't Nobody Got Time For That. Mm. It has onion and garlic in it. Ooh. Um, and it and it's a it's a blend that helps with bronchitis. And if you remember, there was a viral video years ago where this lady, I think she's from Alabama, said, "Ain't nobody got time for that." They made songs out of it. I remember, yeah. I named it after her, so nice. she's out there. It's all credit to her. That bronchitis right. juice. Woo. Man, all right. Well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I don't I don't want to stay there. I definitely don't well, want to keep okay, talking about that. Well, okay, so we got that. George Soros funding the Hamas groups. <laughs> right. What happened in Russia over the weekend, Doug? Yeah, this is crazy. Um, I mean, we've got some footage that we can throw up there while we're talking about this. But at the airport, 60 people were detained after hundreds of anti-Israel protesters stormed an airport in Russia's predominantly Muslim uh, Dagestan region on Sunday. The IRA news agency reported on Monday citing local investigators. IRA said that the identity of 150 of what it called the most active protesters have been identified. It said nine police officers had received injuries in the incident, two of whom were being treated in a hospital. This swarm of local residents in the Russian Republic of Dagestan stormed the airport in the city in an attempt to attack any Jews or Israelis set to arrive on Red Wing flight from Tel Aviv on Sunday, according to the local media reports. So they were storming the airport, folks. In these videos, that's what you see, storming the airport to attack Jewish people or anyone coming from Israel, from Tel Aviv, simply because of them being Jewish. So Potentially being Jewish. Yeah, even. potentially being Jewish. So that, yeah, so that's going on in Russia. Uh, and we're not in the Great Tribulation yet. I know, right? It's it's crazy because you're seeing just an, an uptick in this. If you and I tried to go to DFW Airport or even Dallas Love Field, either one, mm -hmm. even probably the little small one in Addison, 
<laughs> and we hopped yeah. that fence and started trying to open up planes. Yeah. Could you imagine what would happen? Oh, man, it would be all over the news for one thing, but we would never see the light of day. Probably. I don't think we'd come <laughs> out alive. Yeah, probably not. How in the world was it? But there were, as you saw in the video, dozens, yeah. maybe hundreds of people there. Yeah, there was a lot. It's frightening. Yeah, it really is. And, and you think about what could have happened had they found some Jewish people. Now, I heard that no Jewish people were, were harmed as far as, you know, uh, really hurt. They, some of them were transported to the hospitals and things like that, but nobody got kidnapped, nobody got killed or anything like that. But man, how terrifying to escape a war zone and land somewhere where you think you're going to be safe and then to have that happen. They should have watched our show first, Doug. They would have known that Russia is not a safe place for them. Yeah, they probably would have. That's true. But. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, even here in the United States, though, Vince, it's not really, it's not really safe uh, for Jewish people right now. I mean, we've seen some of the protests that's happening in New York. Uh, we've seen some Jewish people be attacked in New York. Uh, and then we have this story here from Cornell University uh, about Jewish students that were on lockdown. And, uh, and you know how universities, I guess, they have a, um, a media source that they go to that's like a bulletin board for their schools and they can go in there and find out what's going on around the school. Well, somebody got in there and posted on that board that we're gonna shoot it up. Cornell University Jewish students were on lockdown after this threat. It says that the president um, of the group Cornelians for Israel told the Post about the increasing, increasingly hostile campus environment leading up to the threat. The Jewish students at Cornell University in the United States were exposed to violent death threats on the university discussion forum. Many of the messages <coughs> called for sexual violence against the Jewish women. Now, if you remember what happened in Israel, this was one of the things that was predominantly happening is women were being raped and killed, uh, even you know so bad as that one woman who had her baby ripped out of her yeah. you know stomach when she was attacked. So uh, it's it's horrible because they're saying they're going to do the same type of things here. One of the one of the posts said, if you see a Jewish person on campus, follow them home and slit their throats. Uh, rats need to be eliminated uh, to be eliminated from Cornell. One of the messages on the forum read. So, if, uh, so just to clarify, a forum, it's going to be kind of like Facebook. You know, it's a, a a web page where anyone can comment and say anything that they want. Yeah. Now, typically there are you know bots that moderate things, and they'll have certain words that are blocked, and comments wouldn't go through right. if some of those words are used. But uh, I'm not sure about this particular forum, but I would. I would assume that it's not like Cornell University employees are managing that forum. Right. At least they, they weren't in this moment. So it's just anyone can go there and comment. I think the highlight here is that there are people that are on that campus that are thinking like this, that have a worldview mm -hmm. um, that says to do things like this. And so yeah. um, this is happening not just in Israel, right. not just in Russia. But here we are, Cornell University, right here in the United States. Yeah. And, and it's got to be someone within the school campus because they understood that the 104 West was the kosher dining hall for mm -hmm. Jewish people. So uh, they, they specifically talked about that. And the messages also read Allah Akbar. 
So letting them know, you know, that this is definitely a threat there. The, the campus did say, Vince, at that time that uh, they just advised the students and the staff to avoid, um, you know, getting out if they didn't have to, to stay safe. And they said that they would continue to update their students with information as they found information <coughs> out. But yeah, I mean, you don't expect that kind of stuff to happen here in the United States. I mean, I, I always grew up in church believing that those who bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. Seems like there's not a whole lot of that teaching going on anymore in the U.S. So. Well, a shift is coming. We'll talk yes, more about that on the other side of the break. We are taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I want to remind you that uh, we are on one of the last days for all donations to warnthejews.com to be doubled uh, up to $65,000. So we are partnered with the Jewish Agency and the Rambam Hospital and several other organizations there in Israel. We're helping Jews that are displaced, helping Jews make Aliyah, and then of course we're also doing other things like um, taking videos and putting them online and targeting everyone that lives in Israel, whether you're Jewish or not. Um, we're doing specific targeting in that regard to help reach the Jewish people, but also anyone that'll watch it in that area, specifically Israel. And so you can learn more about our project at warnthejews.com. Again, all donations in the month of October are doubled for up to $65,000. So if uh, the Lord lays it on your heart to give to that campaign, uh, whatever He lays on your heart will be doubled by very generous partners. So we're grateful for that. Warnthejews.com is where you go. We'll be getting the calls momentarily, 877 N times the number to join us on the show. All right, Doug, we're covering the Jewish um, targeting that's occurred, anti-Semitism that's happened all around the world. Mm -hmm. Where do we go to next? 
So one of the things is uh, the repercussion coming about what the UN comments were the other day mm. uh, by the UN Secretary General uh, Antonio Gutierrez uh, and what he said. I think the other day I called him uh, Kofi Ann and he was a speaker a while back. But uh, yeah, Antonio Gutierrez uh, made some uh, remarks about Israel and so the um, ambassador to Israel kind of lashed back at what was said. Now, of course, they're saying this is what it says out of Israel, the allegations of recurring United Nations anti-Israel activity, including uh, accusations that the United Nations Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez seemed to rationalize Hamas's murder of 1,400 people. It illustrates to the world body obsession with the Jewish state. Of course, uh, Gutierrez should resign, said our own Senator Ted Cruz from Texas. He told Fox News um, many aspects of the UN like the Human Rights Council of uh, the U United Nations Relief and Works Agency are either anti-Semitic or give cover to terrorism or both. The behavior of the Secretary General this week was shameful even by the standards of the UN and so the Israeli ambassador jumped on board with our Senator Ted Cruz and said the same thing. He said absolutely um, Gutierrez should uh, resign immediately because he was trying to uh, rationalize the Hamas murders. Uh, also, it says that the uh, what Gutierrez said, let's just tell everybody what he said. He said that the attacks did not happen in a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. This is false. It is the opposite, Irden said, that's the Israeli ambassador, describing Gutierrez's words as pure blood labelle, which I looked that up because I didn't know exactly what that was. Well, now I do. An accusation that Jewish people used blood of Christians in religious rituals, especially in the preparation for Passover bread that was perpetrated throughout the Middle Ages. So he says that that's what he's guilty of, spreading that same kind of rumors like that about Israel that can cause people to actually hate and attack Israel. So, um, yeah, that kind of stuff is going on. We've got uh, the other day uh, Fox News anchor, um, I'm trying to remember his name now, it escapes me, but uh, Hannity, uh, Sean Hannity said that the UN just needs to be kicked out of the United States because of all, not just the anti-Semitism, but the anti-American uh, stance on so many things. But Vince, this shouldn't come as a surprise because scripture tells us that that one world uh, political system is going to be the one that comes down against Israel to Jerusalem at the Battle of Armageddon. And the UN is going to be the head of that. I mean, they're going to be the, the whole glue that's holding that together. That one world beast that Daniel saw all the different beasts in Daniel 7, we see them all together in Revelation 13. And so to hear this rhetoric and to hear this kind of talk coming out of the UN, it's not surprising because we know that the end time scenario is going to be the UN against Israel. Doug, a lot of people are asking if this is the beginning, what we see in Israel right now, if this is the beginning of the battle of Armageddon, how do we help people see that? So it's, it's not the beginning, it's steps toward that though. I mean, we're watching steps toward it. What we believe that this could be 
uh, this could be the Sixth Trumpet War, and it's a different, very different war than the Battle of Armageddon. So we know from Revelation chapter 9, 13 through 21, that there's going to be a war that emanates from the Euphrates River area, and that um, there's going to be one-third of mankind killed in this war. Well, we're starting to watch those things. Turkey, uh, over the weekend, made threats toward not only Israel, but also the U.S. Actually, uh, they accused the U.S. of trying to start uh, the Crusades up again. And they said, if you want a war against the half moon, that, or I guess the quarter moon, whatever they call themselves, but you know, the, uh, the Muslim has the, the quarter moon, I guess, as their symbol. But he says, if you want that war to spark back up, just keep doing what you're doing <coughs> in the United States, and we will move our troops straight into Israel and take care of Israel. So that came from uh, Turkey. Uh, over this weekend and so we're we're seeing things shape up it's getting like the scenario of the six trumpet war is beginning to look more and more like that could happen of course we talked last week about china moving warships into there we talked about how many of our uh fleets are over there and uh in the units that are there right now responding to things that we even have military on the ground doing ground operation with israel our special forces uh, in the door kicking campaigns and so we are beginning to see that there was also today an article that the young lady the german the israeli german lady whose body was seen in the back of that pickup truck and we were told she was alive they have now identified for sure that she is is dead so they found her body and and she is dead her sister um identified her as uh, as that being her so i identified the body uh but we're we're watching this kind of thing play out and the un is in support of this the czech republic they actually they have their defense minister now calling for an exit out of the un and she said that she can't uh, with good conscience watch as a second holocaust happens it kind of blew me away when I saw this story. I was like, wow, has she been watching our show? Because she actually warns the second Holocaust is about to happen. And so she moves with her country and asks her country uh, to stand with Israel and to uh, take <coughs> their country out of the UN. So could we see that happen? Well, Scripture points that to us, that the United States will not be part of the UN. And we see that in Revelation 13, 1 and 2, where we see that one world beast, but there's no eagle's wings in that beast, Vince. And so we know that we're not going to be part of the UN. So all this could be happening for that reason. This war is getting ready to happen. We know out of that war, it looks like the peace agreement will come. We could see the world screaming for peace after one-third of mankind's killed. So if this turns into that war, then the next thing we can expect after one-third of mankind being destroyed in this war is a peace treaty to come in. So we're approaching it quicker than what a lot of people realize. Appears that way. And this is not the Battle of Armageddon, but it's possible that it could be World War III. Is it possible that those two wars could be connected at all or do they have to be separate? Well, it, it doesn't appear like they're connected at all. Some people, because of the fact, the Bible tells us that the sixth trumpet is the second woe. It tells us that there are three woes coming. So we know it's the fifth trumpet, the sixth trumpet, and the seventh trumpet are the three woes. And so a lot of people look at when um, in Revelation 11, it says that the second woe is past. 
and that the third woe comes quickly at the seventh trumpet. And so a lot of people believe that that war will last all the way to the seventh trumpet, which is when the rapture occurs. Now, we don't believe that because we believe that this is going to be a uh, war that happens very quickly, that one-third of mankind is going to be killed, that we're going to see that peace treaty happen in the first three and a half years. Then uh, in the middle of that seven years, we're going to see the Antichrist revealed, the false prophet revealed with the Antichrist, and then the two witnesses, God's two witnesses, come on the scene, and they're killed right there after that last three and a half years, right at the end of the tribulation, their bodies lay dead in the street for three and a half days, Vince. And then it says that the Spirit of God came into them and called them up into heaven and their enemies watched them go up. We believe that's the dead in Christ rising first because then it says in that same hour, the seventh trumpet sounded and it was time to reward your servants and your prophets. So we know our reward is the kingdom of heaven. And we know that it's going to be the rapture. It's going to be when our feet leave the ground. And so there's, a, there's just a, a lot of things kind of culminating there. But that battle of Armageddon will happen, Vince, after the church has been raptured out. And so we come back with Jesus at the battle of Armageddon to the Mount of Olives as the, the UN and the world armies come down into Jerusalem and take half of Jerusalem. We show up with Jesus at the Mount of Olives. So it's not possible that that Armageddon battle uh, begins while we're still here. Well, they'll be gathered, yeah. The troops will begin to be gathered. Uh, but as far as actually the battle that where it culminates, that will be when we come back with Christ. Gotcha. And that will be at the end of that final seven years. Gotcha. Well, you want to go to the phones? Let's do it. <coughs> All right, we're going to Texas. Sue is watching there. Sue, welcome to the End Time Show. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. What's your question today, no, Sue? No. Okay, I was just, uh, when this fighting started, it came into my mind that years ago someone told me that if America is involved in a war during elect election time, that the president cannot leave office. And I just wanted to ask y'all if that was true. Well, that is that is what I heard too. I, I've heard that before. But when we had Will Johnson on our show, I don't know if you caught that program or not. We had Will Johnson on our program. Will and his uh, producer had looked that up, and he said that that was not the case. That we could have an election cycle. Now I don't know if the president could pull some kind of presidential power during that time. I'm, I'm just not up on the way that the law works with uh, with the political scale of things. So I don't know that for sure, but I did bring that up on that program. And Will Johnson said that they had they had researched that and that didn't appear to be the case. Okay, well, I, I have been wondering about that ever since this started and I've been trying to call y'all. <laughs> and today's the first day I got in because I thought, well, it would just fit right in with the big picture of what's been going on for these last three years. It really would, and, and I mean, it's crazy because I feel like that they will hold on to power or try to hold on to power any way they can because their motto is never waste a good crisis. And so, oh, right. you know, this is definitely a crisis that we're involved oh, in now. yes. And I'm sure they're going to use it to their full advantage. So I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see how this wait turns out. See. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I so love your program. I hate when I have to miss the time that I can't see it. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Sue. Thank God you, bless Sue. you. 
We do have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, we have less than a minute left. How do we wrap up this segment before we... Well, we just, I, I think, Vince, you know, we've cutter, covered so much of what's going on right now, but I think that the, the thing that we can leave everybody with as we go to this break and we come back from that is that there is hope because we are beginning to see things to where it looks like America may be able to pull out of the UN at some point where we see that prophecy being fulfilled. And then we know that the wings of the great eagle are present in Revelation 12:14, helping Israel during the great tribulation. All right, there you go. Call and ask your question. 877 end times the number to call, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back after this break. They don't understand what is taking place. We'll instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. time is not going anywhere. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're gonna get right back to the phones now. Larry's watching in Indiana. Larry, welcome to the End Time Show. Hello, can you hear me? Loud and clear, Larry. Hello? Hi, Larry. Welcome to the show. Uh, hello, my God-fearing brothers. Uh, what I had was a comment here. You know, you guys are always, and we're always talking about how the United States will be with Israel in the end time. Uh, now, if you take the word Jerusalem, that's a nine-letter word. Take the first three letters off, the last three letters <laughs> off, one right in the middle, USA. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. 
Now, uh, a comment here on what's ailing you. Local honey. If you can get a hold of some local honey, especially it works good for uh, allergies. And also maybe what's ailing you. Uh, I'm going to go bathe in it tonight, Larry. <laughs> Larry, we appreciate your call. God bless you. Thank you, Thanks Larry. Thanks so much for God. your insight there. I, I actually have a t-shirt that I bought in Jerusalem that I thought says, it was about local honey. says USA in red, white, and blue right in the middle of Jerusalem. Our, Jerusalem. We have a lesson with that very thing in yeah, it. We, do. we are teamed up with Israel. Yes, we are. And that's why uh, one of you partners out there have been so generous to say all donations made to warnthejews.com in October is going to be doubled up to $65,000. So if the Lord lays it on your heart to give, consider going to warnthejews.com or you can call 800 end time and give to warn the Jews and it will be doubled this month only. All right, we're going to go to Missouri now. Mark is watching there. Missouri, welcome to the end time show. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, hey Mark. We're, 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 we're doing well, Mark. It sounds like somebody's got a little snipple, but that's... You know, I, I've thought about going home and singing some Barry White, but uh, <laughs> that's about all this voice is good for right now. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I hear you guys talking about praying for Israel all the time. And, you know, my thought about that is that um, I think that maybe if more people uh, keep praying for the peace of Israel, which really means that we're hoping that the stuff that's going to happen in Revelation has to happen. You know, maybe it'll happen quicker. I don't know. But, you know, the Palestinian people, as we know it today, have only been in existence for 80 years. They went in and homesteaded areas in Israel. In fact, uh, after the war, when the Jews started coming back, from what I understand, there were Jewish families that owned land that now is occupied um, by these Palestinian people, Arab people, and they actually paid these people to get their property back. Um, so, you know, when you talk about being occupied, yeah, the Palestinians are occupying God's land that was given to them by God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it even says not to just, just divide his land, but that's one of those things with the Abraham Accords, the two-state situation. That means that's got to happen, even though, you know, God tells them not to, but there are certain things that have to happen, and they're not always positive things. Right. You know, Mark, you bring up a good point, too, because if you remember in the Old Testament, when Israel came into the Promised Land, God told them to run out the inhabitants of the land, not to even let them stay there. And, uh, you know, Israel was disobedient to God all these years. This is, this is part of that process and part of that problem that started with Abraham and Sarah and, and Haggai, really, whenever they tried to... to you know, make God's promise come to fruition before it was time for God's promise to come. And then uh, through that, we had Ishmael and we had Isaac. And so this, this has been an ongoing thing forever uh, with the Muslim people and the Israeli people. And God said that they would be a thorn in the side of Israel because of that disobedience. And, and that's what we're seeing. But it, it continues. Like you said, there will be a sharing arrangement. There will be separation of the land that God gave to Israel still, but God's plan is right there in the middle of it, and thank the Lord that we have His Word, His prophecy, to help us through these times. Well, you know the story of the bastard seed is Ismail, and Ismail is a direct descendant to guess who? Muhammad, mm -hmm. you know, the, the pale horse. <laughs> so, you know, when you really know the, the history of all of this, 
uh, that they don't really get into that, you know, right. in too many different churches. But, uh, you know, that's the fact. And I never could understand why the, the Arabs hated or the Muslims hated the Jews so much. And from what I understand, you know, the handmaiden's mother left and took uh, uh, Ismail away and bred that hatred into him. And it went from generation to generation, you know, all the way to Muhammad, who yeah. basically slaughtered his way into power and, you know, made himself a prophet or whatever, but, you know. Yeah. Well, Mark, you bring up some good points, and we appreciate you, sir. Always appreciate your call. Have a great day, and thank you for calling. God bless you, you Mark. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to Illinois now. Charles is watching there. Charles, welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, guys. Well, I just want to tell you I appreciate all that you do. And i got a quick question for you. Uh, it's regarding the United States uh, and the End Time. We know that they're going to be protecting um, Israel at some point. But I'm wondering, uh, when it comes to the Armageddon, if perhaps maybe they have been disabled or not a factor in that war at all. Uh, if maybe you guys could uh, reflect on that for me. Yeah, Charles, that's what we believe is going to happen. And when you when you look at the scripture, when you look at Revelation 12, so we know what 12:14 says. We talk about it all the time. But when you look into Revelation 12 and you see what it's talking about there, in Revelation 12:13, it says that in the dragon saw that he was cast to earth. So this is after the war in heaven. He persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. We know that to be Israel. And then, of course, the scripture we always refer to is, And the woman was given the two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she's nourished for a time, times, and a half a time from the face of the serpent. Now, we know that to be the great tribulation. So, during that time, we will be helping Israel. And it appears that we'll be helping her just through that tribulation because then it says in the very next verse, well, actually verse 17 is where it says this. Speaking of the Christians or the saints, it says, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which kept the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So he's not only making war against Israel, he's, he's making war against Christians as well. And this is known as a Christian nation. The United States, regardless of what President Obama said uh, when he was in office, that we're no longer a Christian state. The whole world looks at us as being a Christian country. And so that's one of the reasons why uh, the world hates us so much is because we have built this country on the foundations of God and on the Word of God. And so I believe that that scripture lets us know that there's going to be a war that even happens between us. We know in Daniel 11 that there's at least uh, two, some people believe, three skirmishes that the Antichrist will have during the, the time of the Great Tribulation, that he'll have these wars. It talks about him being concerned with the king of the south and uh, with the king of the north. And so it appears like he'll have other battles going on during that time. And, and I believe personally, and this is just a personal opinion, not that I can base it on scripture, but one of those wars will be against us to where we're disabled or to where maybe we even have another election where we vote someone in that is not in support of Israel and they pull our support away. Uh, but it's more likely it'll probably be because of a battle or a war where we're not able to help Israel anymore. I, I don't have my Bible in front of me, but in there uh, uh, a scripture there that says something about the wings, the eagle's wings being removed. 
the the only place that we find the eagle's wings being removed is when Daniel originally sees that lion in Daniel 7:4, where it says that the wings thereof were plucked off and it was made to stand on the feet of a man and a man's heart was given to it. So that's the only place that I see it. Uh, I, I don't recall that we've been able to find it anywhere else where it looks like we're removed from there, but we know we will be, uh, Charles, because in that battle of Armageddon in Zechariah 14, it's the Lord that comes back with the saints to fight for Israel, where it looks like all hope is lost for Israel. They lose half of Jerusalem, and it looks like all hope's going to be lost. And then the Bible says Jesus appears on the Mount of Olives, and he fights for Israel like he did back in the days of Uzziah the king. Do you have any explanation for what that uh, removal of the uh, eagle's wings might, might pertain to? In Daniel 7-4, Charles, we believe that that is the Declaration of Independence. That's when the United States broke away from Great Britain because we know Great Britain is the lion. That's their symbol. And when those wings are plucked off, we believe that that is the breaking away of America from Great Britain. Okay. Charles, are you already on End Time Plus? Uh, no, I'm not. I'd like to gift you six months of that, so stay on hold. We'll get your email address and set up an account for you. Um, once you have access there, you'll be able to watch Understand the End Time, where we, uh, Dave takes about an hour or so to explain in detail the United States and other modern nations in the Bible. Of course, we have hundreds of hours of content available there as well, so we're going to gift that to you for six months, so please stay on hold, Charles. God bless you. Thank you so much. Doug, we are right up against the end of the show here. It's almost time for the Joe show. I don't know if we have time to get to it, though. Let's bring him on and see what Joe's got to say. All right, Joe. Joe from New York. It's the Joe show. Everybody comment. The Joe show. Uh, Joe, welcome. You've only got a little bit of time here. Okay. I'm going to be very brief uh, and right to the point. Uh, I've put out my email to a number of people from your broadcast and other ways. I had an email I received last Friday been in touch with this young lady, and now I'm going to ruffle some feathers. She was going to a church where they were laying condemnation and confusion on her as far as how she is to live her life. They were giving her stuff that's not in the New Testament. Listen, all spirit-filled believers know this. You do not live under the old covenant. You're covered by the blood and atoning blood of Messiah Jesus. We live under that covenant. This woman was told if she wears pants, she could lose her salvation. That's absurd. I don't care what was happening 6,000 years ago. We are in the covenant sealed in Messiah Jesus. That's how we are to live our life. If you're going to a church that is giving you condemnation and confusion, get out of that church. It's, it's full of deception. We fight not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities. Joe, are you Demons associating that with the church. Great Tribulation? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Are you associating that with the Great Tribulation? The great tri I'm associating that with what's happening right now in the world. We see everything being fulfilled faster and faster. We are in a time of the birth pangs that the, in, that the Lord said in Matthew 24. We're deeply into birth pangs. And if you know, and I've had four children, so I know. Joe, I've got to cut you off. I'm so sorry. Uh, we'll have to catch up with you on another day. We are at the end here. 
Uh, thank you so much for your call. God bless you. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central. Don't forget all donations are matched up to $65,000 uh, today and tomorrow is the last time for that. Go to warnthejews.com to contribute to our effort there. You can learn more about that project as well. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. God bless.